The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Well, hello, how you doing? Glad you're here. WTMJ Nights till 8 o'clock. Big show planned. Oh, my goodness. It's more fun when you're involved. 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talk text line. Old National Bank, get old. Lots of fun. Tommy's back. It's Wednesday, so we're together again. Good to uh, good to be with you again, Tommy. Under a little uh, lighter circumstances, thankfully, than last night. Yeah, we had a quick meeting yesterday, and it was not as fun as we usually have. Yes, well, it was. I mean, serious day, horrible events. Uh, that's that's what we do. We uh, pivot on a dime. Tonight, hopefully, we'll be we'll be a little, uh, you know, a little uh, lighter because that's. That's what the nights are about. We are still going to touch on some of the big stories of the day, obviously, but uh, we tend to have a little more fun. Uh, this will entice you, if Tommy, if not everybody else. There is a major fast food story at some point. Oh, okay. All right. I know this is we we tend to fixate on a couple of things here, and one of them is fast food. So we will we will cover that. But our text question of the night at 855-616-1620, the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, is in regards to a big event last night. What was your major takeaway from last night's State of the Union address? Your major takeaway from last night's State of the Union address. Again, we'll be taking and reading those throughout the night. 855-616-1620. Text them in. Um, did you watch? You were you were still working. Uh, yeah, did, I worked the State of the Union last oh, night. Oh, that's yes. right. So you got to listen to it. I forgot that that was another reason we we were done short last night because the State of the Union was on. Uh, I did watch it. I'm not going to lie to you. As soon as it was over, I turned it off. I had no interest in hearing Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You know, Babylon. I know what she's going to say. That's fine. Uh, I found the speech to be. I kept yelling at the TV for President Biden to slow down. He was trying to talk too fast at a lot of points. And, Tommy, you and I know this as professional broadcasters. Sometimes when you try to talk too fast, you trip over your words, especially if you have a history of stuttering, which the president does. That's no secret. Um, he's also 80. So I I think he just needs to slow down. I did like the fact that he went back and forth with Republicans. It seemed... You know, the old Senator Biden came out where he's used to talking across the aisle and he pokes a little fun, does all that. Uh, I I was listening to all the stories that he was telling and, and all the promises he was making. And the one that came up the most, not from the speech, but the reality is how many people do not feel they are in a better place economically now than two years ago when the president took over. Um, that's That was, as I was listening to all of this, I kept thinking, okay, I agree with a lot of it. Some of it I think is a flight of fancy, but uh, I can't help, I, I was trying to figure this out. Like, all right, now you're in a different situation, Tommy, because you're a young man, you just graduated from college. Do you, do you think, because you've been working, do you think you're in a better economic point now than two years ago, or is that I, that's kind of an unfair question for a guy who just got out of college? Uh, yeah, 
I would say yes, obviously. I'd only had one job at the time two years ago. I've been working both jobs now. For sure. I, I just think those State of the Unions are the same message every single time, it feels like. And half the people are happy with them after, and half the people are mad at them after. It's yeah. it's so much of Groundhog's days of the State of the Unions, it feels like, over <laughs> yes. the last six years now. Well, the funny thing is, funny, interesting, a poll today said 72% of Americans thought the speech was good, including 43% of Republicans. So that was that I found an interesting thing. And I think part of it was, and you heard this on a lot of conservative outlets today, um, that they were Republicans themselves were not happy with some of the mm, heckling, some of the outbursts. La- lack of civility outbursts is a good one. The jeers, and we're gonna get into that, uh, the death of civility in this country. But uh, just before we do, I I did think that that was wrong. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But the actual the actual speech, I thought the speech was pretty good. I did like the shift in tones that uh, the president went. You know, at the beginning he was trying to be Mister Friendly, jokester. You know, uh, Grandpa who's just throwing out some one-liners about not being able to go to the Super Bowl because his wife is going and blah blah blah. I'm like, all right, let's get down to business. Because really, I, I'm not here for stand-up. Yeah, a couple of them didn't hit as good as he wanted no, to. No, yeah. they didn't hit yeah. at all. Right. And I'm like, oh, I could just go watch Bill Burr's special on Netflix. I oh, need, or listen to a tape of my shows last week. I don't need to I don't need to hear this. And then there were times when he got very spirited, almost to the point of anger. And I was like, I like this. I like this president. I like when a president is forceful. And then there were times when he brought the tone down when he was talking about um the recent, uh, the Tyree Nichols case and other things like that. And, you know, asking, asking the Congress to help him finish what he started. That's a kind of, that's a kind of thing I like, but you know, I also, I don't think most of us are in a better spot. Now, if you're a corporation, you're in a much better spot because there were big tax breaks given to corporations and a lot of people are making money. And I was thinking back, Two years ago, we were just coming out of the pandemic. And a lot of people had extra money because, one, they weren't able to go out. They weren't going on vacation. They weren't spending nearly as much. Some people were making more uh, on the the COVID benefits than they were before with unemployment and stuff, all these people who lost their job. So people felt a little more flush with cash. Plus, they were in a good mood because they were getting out of lockdown with the pandemic kind of uh, waning. So people were in a better mood. And they were also in a better mood, a a lot of people, some not, because of the outcome of the election. So, you know, now two years in, you go, oh, I'm back to work. Now I have all my my bills again because I'm leaving the house. I'm paying more for gas. Yes, as the president said, it's down a dollar whatever since uh, a year ago. Okay, yes, but... The predictions are that it's going to go back up. So that's constantly on people's minds. If you're a renter, you're really worried because rents are skyrocketing everywhere. You've got grocery prices going through the roof. So now people are really, really panicked about what's going on. Uh, A couple of responses coming in to our text question of the night. Um... 
Marjorie Taylor Greene is an idiot. That from Taylor and River Hills. Joe Biden is living in a whole different world. He has no idea of what's really going on. That from the 262. Another 262 number. I felt bad for McCarthy uh, to how some of the Republicans acted. Yeah, he was in a he was in a difficult spot last night trying to trying to shush. Uh, another 262 number. The commentators on all the mainstream networks said that the president was surprisingly, quote, spirited and playful and respectful in his delivery, whereas the ultra-conservative outlets said he's a liar living in a fantasy world trying to give away everyone's tax dollars and bankrupt the U.S. Continued extreme political division in America is the rule. And another 262 number. Can you be any more left? I probably could if I wanted to be, but... I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not looking for that right now. But, uh, you know, maybe, I guess, could always try things out. Uh, <laughs> I tend to think of myself as more uh, middle-leaning, going by the, the stuff. But you're free, to, you're free to label me however you want. And, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep being me. All right, let's talk about the death of civility when we can't come back. I know... If you listen to the State of the Union last night here on WTMJ, or if you watched it, maybe you were shocked, maybe you weren't, maybe you thought it was great, maybe you didn't, but let's let's drill down on this and try to figure out where the death of civility started, because it's not just in politics. We'll get into the specifics. I want to hear from you, 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line, old National Bank. Get old. It's Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. She took my love, then ran around with every single guy in town. Our text question of the night What was your major takeaway from last night's State of the Union address? Couple responses, a couple more responses coming in at 855 616 1620. Uh, from the 920, I was upset and offended by the lack of respect by the Speaker of the House with McCarthy mouthing not true during the speech. And never have I heard uh, booing or calling our president a liar. We need a unity party for the people. From the 773, the speech was quite sweet and unrealistic. That said, the constant repetition of look and being called folks was irritating. Yeah, it's, you know, trying to be folksy. And we all know a guy who's been in the Senate and vice president and now the president, eh, not really folksy, you know, that's, uh, that's okay. But that's, you know, we, we see through that. That's every president finds some way to try to seem approachable. You know, you've heard the old thing. Oh, yeah, this is... Um, you know, a guy I'd want to have a beer with. And that's what Biden's doing now. He's trying to be hes trying to be the guy that uh, everybody wants to have a beer with. Look, folks, you know. Yeah, and that's, like my, I mean, not to be ageist on this, it's an older guy thing, right? Like, just saying folks, you know what I mean? He's 80, like we said. Yeah, I think so. I think that's it. It, it's, it is generational. It's also a regional thing. It's uh, the way... The way, the way people talk, and you're right, it is a certain age thing. But back to uh, our texter's point about uh, being upset and offended by the lack of respect. That was that was something that was touched on again tonight. And it is not the first time. 
And I will say at the outset, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, because both sides have been guilty of this in the past. I think trying to shout down the president is one of the most disrespectful things that you can do. Uh, and it not only reflect, reflects poorly on your party, it reflects poorly on your constituents. And I I'm, I'm, would be very curious to hear if the people, and I, I guess I know the answer to this already, the people who elected Marjorie Taylor Greene probably think uh, her behavior last night was fantastic. Whereas I think she's a garbage person from Garbage Town, but that's uh, you know that's my opinion, and you know you can at me if you want. This is not the first time something like this has happened. It's getting worse and worse. Tommy, we mentioned earlier that it used to be very a very state affair at the State of the Union. You would come in, and the president would give his speech, and the opposing party would normally just sit there quietly. You know, if it was Republicans in power, they'd stand up and cheer. Same with the Democrats, they'd stand up and cheer. And the other party would sit there quietly. And that was part of the game. You know, all right, we're not going to agree, we're, but we respect the office. We respect that this is a constitutional thing. Every president has to do it every year. So we're just going to let it roll. Sure. Yeah, that's not happening. And I'm trying to trying to figure out when it happened. The first time it really became an issue was in 2009. That was when Barack Obama was president. He was addressing Congress, of course, given the State of the Union, and he was talking about um, health care reform and laying out the details of this to Congress and the nation. Joe Wilson, who was a Republican from South Carolina, yelled out, you lie, and the country went crazy. I don't know, you're probably too young to remember this, Tommy, but everybody, oh man, because it was the first time that someone had dared yell out at a president. And so people went nuts. Uh, the Republican Party said, you got to go and apologize. And so he did. He contacted the White House. He told them that his statements weren't appropriate, and that was fine. Then, you know, you still, the no clapping the shaking the head, the side eye, those continued, and they had they had been part of it before. Then in 2009, during uh, Donald Trump's final State of the Union address, I don't know if you remember this, when Nancy Pelosi tore her copy of the speech to shreds at the end. Right. Which was just as disrespectful. All right, you're the Speaker of the House. We know you don't agree with the President. We know that you guys are at odds all the time, but sit there, shut up, and don't tear up the speech on camera where the, the country can see you do it. She said, oh, well, it's just, you know, it was just a manifesto of lies. That was what she called it, which is my next album, Tommy, Manifesto of Lies. It could be a good name for a band. Um, I think that's a good, yeah, it's a good name for a band. It's a great name for an album. It's, uh, it should be on the billboards they use to uh, advertise this program. WTMJ Nights, a manifesto of lies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll run that by the bosses, see how that goes. But I didn't. I thought that was wrong, too. And then, of course, the first State of the Union for Joe Biden. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene starts yakking away again. with. Uh, but this time, she, that time she was with Lauren Boebert, the other hysterical lunatic. Uh, from Colorado, and they're shouting him down and trying to get people to chant, build a wall, build a wall. 
All right, we know politics has never been a gentleman's game in the fact that there's always mudslinging, there are always, there's always been commercials uh, you know, really denigrating your opponent. But this lack of civility is not limited to politics. It is everywhere. You run across it all the time. Tommy, you and I see it on the text line nonstop. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Um, we, we, it makes us stronger. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm not saying, listen, uh, the, amount of, the, <laughs> the amount of weight I give to that, nothing. Um, but where did, where did this all start? Where was it politics that bred the lack of civility amongst the public? Or was the lack of civility already there and some politicians saw that and went, you know what, I think we can exploit this. Now, I know there was a lot of talk about that when uh, Donald Trump was the president. There was a lot of talk about his tweets and how he was he was riling people up who thought like that. But those people were already there. They were already not being very civil. So it's easy to, to lay the blame there, but I don't think that's where the blame came from. And I'm wondering if you have any idea, where did the lack of of civility come from? Where do you place the blame? Is it firmly at the politician's feet? Eh, I don't think so. What about you? 855-616-1620. That's the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. Let us know. It's Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. We are high. High on disrespect. Um... We're talking about the death of civility. We saw it on display last night during the State of the Union address. It's happened during recent State of the Union addresses on both sides of the aisle. Wild disrespect being shown to whatever president was in power. And uh, I'm wondering where you place the blame. Ron is in Greenfield. Hi, Ron. Hi. I think that Mr. Trump was the, uh, the star of the beginning of this incivility thing. He ridiculed his Republican opponents on the stage when they were campaigning for the president, office of president. Then he did the same thing with Biden when he was on the stage with Biden in the debates. He would, he would walk around and irritate Biden by his presence. Finally, the, uh, the, state, the uh, debate managers had to tell Mr. Trump to stay in one place and not move around and leave Mr. Biden alone. That's what he had to do. On the campaign, he's ridiculing everybody, absolutely everybody, at his campaign appearances. Uh, now, terrible. Ron, I agree. Ron, I agree with everything you're saying, but I'm wondering if, I don't know if he invented that. I think, in my opinion, he saw that that was where a lot of people were, and did he exploit it? Yes, I believe he did. Uh, yeah. But I don't. If he had done, I don't know. I mean, it's right it's an easy, it's an easy blame, and I I get where you're coming from, and you know, there's times I've felt exactly that way. But now I, it runs a lot deeper. Ron, I appreciate the call. We can keep talking about this on the other side of the news. If you want to weigh in, eight five five six one six one six twenty is the old National Bank talking text line. Right now, though, it is six thirty, and it's time to go to the WTMJ Breaking News Center. Finn Askin is standing by.
civility is dead. We've seen it. It was on display last night, but it's not just in the realm of politics. You see it in traffic. You see it in public. If you try to go to the store, there's people screaming at uh, customer service reps. People are, people are just angry. They're divided and they're not civil. And the easy thing, as I said, is to lay it at the feet of politicians. But I think it's more than that. What do you think? 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line. John from Waukesha says, social media with a pinch of COVID. And Taylor says, in some aspects, I blame social media. People got real comfortable saying things behind the keyboard that they would never say in person, or they'd get punched in the face. That is true. When Donald Trump made it popular to say whatever you want with no repercussions or being called on the carpet for it, if no one is going to make you accountable for the things that you say, then why be civil if that's your personality? And from the 262, I mean, the founders literally killed each other in duels, so it's been around for a while. Yeah, but that was, that was, I think, between the two people dueling and their seconds. I don't think it was quite as, quite as widespread. Now, I may be a little naive, but it has gotten worse. And I do think, I do think social media has a lot of blame in this. Because, as Taylor said, and we've all said this before, it's really easy to have keyboard muscles. And you can say whatever you want. And people think, oh, you know, I can go on Twitter and I can use, you know, either my picture or fake name, whatever, and I can say whatever I want. And then they forget that that's not the real world. And they go out and try to do that in public and they carry it over. And everybody is so on edge and feeling entitled that god forbid you get you get bad service somewhere and you just go off or you're in traffic and we hear the stories all the time and i'm listen i'm not uh i'm not a paragon of virtue i am a lot of times in the car i am quite uncivil i try though overall to be a halfway decent human being i try to think of others i do my best but because I'm human, I fail, and uh, especially in the car. Do you consider yourself a civil guy, Tommy? I like to think so, yeah. I, in my dealings with you, you seem very civil. You seem like you would be a, uh, a nice guy. Even when that person rammed into your car, you did not get uh, that upset. No. Which that I was... found admirable. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah. curious. Well, yeah, like, like it was a, it, that it one was so out of my control <laughs> and just so wild, I couldn't even imagine. I, I like Taylor's answer in River Hills though, with the social media splash of COVID. Like everyone was locked up, didn't have as much people interaction. Once they realized they had to go back to it, maybe not as happy about it. And right. social media, I mean, that's been around now. That you know the what did you call them? Social media muscles. That's been around since. Social yeah, media keyboard started muscles. keyboard muscles. That that's from the time social media started been a thing. Now, yeah. now a text from the four one four. I think it's most it mostly started in the year two thousand. Bush versus Gore, uh, where Democrats would say Bush was selected, not elected. Things only got worse since then. Politically, I think you've, you're on to something. Four one four. That was that was the first time you know that was the era of the hanging chads and everything else. And uh, the Democrats were convinced that Al Gore had won. The, the difference was Al Gore conceded. 
and the Democrats didn't then continue on. I mean, there were, of course, there were complaints, but it didn't turn into the major movement of the Democratic Party that the election had been stolen. There, there were people who were still, you know, if you ask them today, they'll still say it, uh, it didn't go the right way that the Supreme Court did select George Bush, but uh, I would say to them the same thing I'd say to the uh, the people complaining about the last election: uh, you got to let it go. There's no, you got to let it go. So that's I I don't know. I think there's just an anger, and when people feel helpless, that's why I, I agree that COVID probably had more to do with it than we think. But we can't. You can't put it all there. I don't. The problem is I can't pinpoint one reason. COVID is a good is a good place to start. That, you know, we're stuck. We can't we can't go where we want to go. Our freedom of motion, our freedom of choices, has been restricted. You know, the government is now telling us where we can go and what we. You know, you got to wear a mask and you have to get vac- vaccinated. And whether you agreed with that, which I did, or not. We were all inconvenienced, and it made us all angry. And then businesses started to go under, and people were struggling. And when you're struggling, it's hard to be nice. You know, imagine maybe you've been in pain, some sort of chronic pain from an injury or whatever. It's really hard to be nice when you're in pain. And whether it's physical or mental pain, it makes it that much harder. So if you're, you know, if you lost your job, if, you know, you're a business person and you watch your small business struggle and maybe make it and maybe not. Um, yeah, I, I, COVID, COVID feels like a, a cheap cop out from deeper roots that were already there. That's from the 414. And that's what I'm trying to, uh, trying to say. There's no, there's no easy way. Did COVID exacerbate it? Probably. Did watching our politicians completely devolve into just uh, monkeys throwing feces at each other? Did that weigh in? Probably. You know, there's so many things. Somebody said it uh, from the 651, it started with the family. And I guess it does. If you grow up with parents who treat other people with respect and breed civility as best they can and as best we all can, then you are hopefully going to learn that and carry that on with the rest of your life. But once you leave your family, and I mean, you know, you become an adult and you move out on your own and you've got a job and you're dealing with all different kinds of people, then the onus is on you. So it's an an individual thing. 262 says, we have recently realized that we are the first species that control, can control its own evolution. Yeah, I guess... Uh, there some things we can control and some things we think we can control and they're completely out of our control. So, you know, we can't control. We can't control what Netflix is going to do. Yeah. Oh, man, Netflix. Netflix may be, uh, may be in for a rude awakening. Why? I'll tell you after this, WTMJ Nights. Gonna do who you gonna tell. Maybe hundred bad days made a hundred good stories. A hundred good stories make me interesting at parties. Wow. What is this? What? Are, what who is this artiste that you are playing? Uh, this is AJR, 100 Bad Days. Wow. 
AJR, 100 Bad Days. I'll have to check it out. Well, people may be having... Look at this ham-handed segue. People may have a lot more than 100 Bad Days if they can't access Netflix. Oh, that was awful. I should punch myself in the face. Uh, Netflix is bracing for a user exodus. I have to ask, you're a young, a young man, Tom, back in the day when you were in school. Not now, you're a law-abiding citizen. We know that. Uh, did you use somebody else's Netflix password while you were in college? Uh, yeah, of course. Of course you did. Most Americans do. Uh, most Americans uh, use, if they're young enough, they're using their parents' password. Uh, my daughter may or may not use mine. I don't know. What, what, how, why would I say that? Who knows? But I wouldn't blame her if but she But I know did. what we don't well, not, we do not have Netflix anymore, the password that I do. So I actually don't access Netflix you don't at all. Anymore. No. I'm a Hulu all guy right, now. I like it. Hulu guy now. Okay. Yeah, just in case in case the streaming police were outside the uh, studio and they were gonna burst in and throw you into into the streaming hooskow. Yeah, exactly. I don't want you I don't want you uh, listen. If you're going to get arrested, get arrested at 8.05. Then uh, Dominic has to deal with you being gone during uh, Brewers Weekly. But I can't have you getting arrested now. Throw, <laughs> throw a monkey wrench into things. So I I remember, I'm old enough to remember when people would try to, uh, you know, hack into the actual cable or get, buy bootleg boxes from people, you know, so they could get free cable. Uh, now it's streaming. Well, somebody's paying for the streaming service, but it's not everybody. And Netflix has had just about enough. Let's, uh, you know, they don't want us to pay too much attention to the fact that, you know, maybe their programming isn't the best. Maybe, uh, you know, we all don't need to see every British television show that was ever released or, you know, that everything coming out of uh, South Korea is not as good as... Um, Oh no! Wow, I just blanked. The big, uh, the big game that was on, Squid Game. Squid Game. Yep. Did you watch Squid Game? Uh, I did. I did have it back then. I did. I watched Squid Game too. And you know why I watched it? Because in school, all the fourth graders are going, "Mr. Noonan, have you seen Squid Game?" And I'm like, "I heard it's pretty violent." What? And then I watched a couple episodes. I'm like, "Why is a fourth grader watching Squid Game?" But I did. I did enjoy it. Even my wife, who I didn't think was going to get into it, after she watched one episode, she was like. I have to watch the rest of this. So, yeah, but not everything is going to be Squid Game. Uh, we're not all trapped in our house. So I would have never watched Tiger King if it hadn't been for the pandemic. But there's there's a lot of stuff on there. Now, I still have it. And every once in a while, something comes on. I do like the docu – they have a lot of good documentaries on there. I agree. That was um, the best part about Netflix, the documentaries. Yeah. It, right? The documentaries on Netflix are really good. And there's a couple – like Big Mouth, this uh, really – um, politically incorrect cartoon. Yep, I know. Big is Mouth. on there. Big Mouth is great. Watch that. Um, so there's been there's been some things, and you know there's enough on there that we keep we keep paying, which is fine. And there's a part of me that understands Netflix is struggling, and they want to make sure that you know they can get all the money they can. But they've gone a little too far now, because you've heard them saying they were going to be cracking down. Well, there was a. Uh, there was a question and answer thing that was supposed to be on their website only in Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru. However, it went live in other countries, uh, and people who read this went a little bit crazy. Uh, the updates appeared to show that the company would require users to identify a quote-unquote primary location for all accounts that live within the same household. Uh 
So users were suggesting that this would be a bridge too far and threatening to leave the platform. Users would then need to sign into a home Wi-Fi of the primary location at least once every 31 days to ensure that their device is not blocked. So you'd have to say, this is where, you know, here's my address, Netflix. This is where my account's going to be. Then every 31 days, you have to go in and verify it on your device. Then if you wanted to... Uh, go on vacation, you know, maybe you're somewhere, you want to watch some Netflix on the beach. Well, you could, but then you have to let Netflix know you're leaving. You have to give them uh, your device IDs, they, they'll use your IP address, and they'll give you a temporary code, but it's only good for seven days. I think that is a crazy. YouTube TV works that way now, where you have to uh, you have to register your. I don't have YouTube TV. I don't watch. Uh, I have the app, I guess, on my television because I've used it to watch a couple things. But I didn't know. I, I'm not really familiar with uh, how YouTube. I know how YouTube works, but you know what I mean. YouTube TV. They're asking YouTube TV asks you to give all your information and to keep registering. No thanks. Um, a lead analyst in a recent survey said that uh, about 62% of the 380 Netflix password borrowers surveyed said they would stop using Netflix once the crackdown takes effect. Only 10% of those polled said they would move to create their own account for $9.99. Uh, some 35% of respondents say they can replace Netflix with another service, while another 31% added they don't enjoy the content enough to justify paying for it. It is true. You know, there's a lot. Amazon Prime had about 42%. Hulu, which Tommy loves, 35%. Disney Plus, 26%. This is where people are going to go. I'm not I I'm sure they have my information. Well, they have my credit card. And they know where my TV is. Because you have to, you know, you, whenever you use it. But, uh, yeah, I'm not telling them that I'm going on vacation. I have an account. I pay for my account. You know, if I'm... If I'm out and I, you know, wherever I, let's say, and this is not going to happen, but let's say na next week at Mardi Gras, I get a hankering for a uh, documentary. All I'm going to have a hankering for is some beignets and beer. But let's just say, hypothetically, for sake of argument, Tommy, that's what I want to do. I'm putting in my own account. I'm not getting a temporary account for seven days. All right, Netflix, you're in perilous, perilous times. We got a lot to get to. Look at that. We got to take another break. It's WTMJ Night. All right, we were going over uh, this YouTube TV, which I feel dumb for not knowing how that works. 262 texts in, Netflix was first and during its prime had virtually all the good content, but then all the individual content owners and providers started reclaiming their material for exclusive distribution directly by them. So Netflix has less and less compelling content, hence the defection of subscribers who go wherever they must to continue watching what they most want. That's true. Netflix does do a lot of... Uh, Comedy specials, documentaries, they do very well. Uh, but yeah, I don't... I, I, Tommy, do you even remember Netflix when it was... Yeah, you used uh, to you send the DVDs. Net, yeah, you had a Netflix queue. Sure, yeah. And they would send you a DVD. Now, I didn't do it then because I thought, that's that's just the dumbest thing. I'm just going to go to Blockbuster if I want a DVD. Because I can't have all these DVDs coming into my house and then me not being able to watch them, and then they're late. i got to send them back. It seems like a giant hassle. And then streaming started, 
And holy cow, things just went crazy. All right, on the other side of the news, we are, we've, oh man, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got this big fast food story. Tommy uh, wants to do some gambling because he's a degenerate. So a lot to get to in the second hour of the program. It comes your way after the news, which happens after this on WTMJ. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Second hour of the big show. We're here till 8 o'clock. Then it's Brewers Weekly with Dominic Catronio. Uh, boy, we are having some first world problem discussions uh, during the break. Tommy is uh, Tommy's suffering. I'm not going to lie to you. They took out the uh, the beautiful water cooler that we had at the uh, the Avenue. And uh, Tommy is being forced to drink tap water like a dog. And uh, th- that's a rough life, Tommy. You're a professional. I mean, I wasn't some... complaining about drinking tap water. I know you weren't complaining. To be fair. <laughs> I, and the, this is where we draw. Because I drink tap water all the time. Sure. That's the only... At school, I, at school we have a, a machine, like a water machine. And I drink that during the day, and it's delicious and cold. At home, I drink tap water. But you said this was where our this is where we differed. You said you use your tap water to make ice. I do. I buy ice. Why I is that? Well, here's the thing. Because I'm used to the I don't know what my tap water has in it. Uh, I don't know if it's ham or minerals or whatever it is, but I like the taste of it. But when it comes to ice, I don't want any taste in the ice to take away from my beverage. So like ice water is great. If I put if I put my ice in some uh, whiskey or in any other kind of beverage, there's no taste. There's just the cold. So while I love my tap water, I don't like ice made out of tap water. Okay. I, I kind of get what you're going with with that Because there's no, you know, there's no, nothing else is added to the beverage. If I put, if I put ice in a Coke, then it just tastes like Coke. There's no, and I used to make my ice, you know, but now, and am I bragging? I don't know. Is this a weird flex? Maybe. Do I have a dollar fifty nine every couple of weeks to get a bag of ice? Thank God I do. I'm making that kind of money, Tommy. I, I don't mean to brag. I don't. Yeah, wanna... I mean spoil yourself. Go ahead, but I, I, I will always. I, my mom has a fridge that makes ice, obviously too. But whenever I, I live like alone, either. Whenever I live alone, I always make my ice out of the tap water. See, and I used to have, we used to have a refrigerator that made the ice, and it always made the pop flat, and it all, there was just something about that ice. And maybe it's the water, maybe it was the fact that I never cleaned the water line, so God only knows what was living in there. Sure. But, but yeah, I get that. Uh, and here's the thing, I, my wife and daughter, last year they gave me like a bourbon thing for Christmas, and they gave me some ice trays to make those big cubes, like the one big cube that you drop in a cocktail. And I make those with tap water, not the greatest. So I, I I use them so they don't think I don't like their gift. But I still I still lean toward uh, bagged ice. It's my one. It's one of my few luxuries that I allow myself. Okay, I, I respect uh, it. You know, got. If I don't have a dollar fifty nine some week, may I won't buy it. You know, I'm not going to put my family at risk. I'm not going to lose the house over a bag of are ice. Are you going to buy a lotto ticket or are you going to buy bagged ice? Bagged ice. 
Okay, all right. We're on unless the- unless we're over unless we're close to a billion. <laughs> then <laughs> I'm going to take that two dollars. I'm going to roll it over. Then when I win, I'm going to buy a nice company. Ooh, all right, nice. There's, I have. This is how warped I am. There's an ice company literally six blocks from my house, and so I could go and get my ice fresh right from the ice house. <laughs> And it was only a dollar a bag. I was like, "Oh, this is sweet." What are they then, like for mining reason, it out of the out of the lake over there? Listen, what? I don't know what they're doing to it. I don't know what goes on behind their walls. I just go up. They have the machines right outside. And now they've stopped selling. They've stopped selling to the public. So I'm out. I have to go to a you know I have to go to a regular retail outlet to get my ice. Oh Sometimes my I pay as much as two twenty nine. That's just boulder dash. It is, uh, but there was. I know this was all in my head because I know that it's the same brand that I can get at the gas station, but this was right from where they're bagging it. And I was, there was something about it. I knew it tasted, it tasted fresher. (laughs) It's fresh ice. Like this is the best ice ever. Got it right from the source. Is it fresher because it's freshly frozen or because it's just made by an ice maker? If you ate fish that had been frozen for a long time or you ate some freshly frozen fish, that's a bad example. Frozen fish is frozen fish. The ice, the ice, it, there wasn't a lot of traffic. This ice had not traveled. This had not been sitting in a cooler getting frost, uh, you know, freezer burn on it, being thawed. It wasn't in the cooler uh, where some would melt and some would not because the door was open and closed. This came out of the ice house into the machine and it was pristine. And it was a dollar. You know it. Word to your mother. Get yourself a bag of ice. Treat yourself. How do they make clear ice cubes? I don't know. They say they're crystal clear. And I can see, you know, they, they look crystal clear to me. There's no, you know what I mean. There's no haze in there. There's no mineral stuff in there. All the minerals. I, I know what you're talking about when it's yeah, clear. Yeah, the texture versus, from the 414 yeah. is, you know, how do they make clear ice cubes? If you've never seen clear ice cubes, you got to come and hang out, you know. I'll show you. I'll, I'll make you a drink with some clear ice cubes. You'd be like, man, you've you've changed my world. You've rocked my world, little country girl. To quote an old country song. All right, I told you there was. I told you, Tommy, there was going to be uh, some breakfast or some uh, food item today. Big news for Taco Bell. Now I don't. Uh, you <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on. You can put your. You can melt your bag dice and then put it in the ice cube mold your wife and daughter gave you. Listen, the, the ideas are flowing from the 414. I like that. That is so much effort for ice. It's <laughs> a lot. Well, is it any more effort than you turning on your faucet, running your ice tray under the uh, the thing, putting it in the freezer? To melt my ice that I already bought to put in my ice maker? Yeah. To, re- it? to refreeze it? Yeah. yeah I think great. it is more effort. Well, you're probably right, but I've obviously established that my ice, my ice is a priority. Because I grew up with, you know, filling up the ice trays at home. And then there was always, you know, my brothers were lazy. And there you'd go to get ice out and there'd be one cube left in the tray because they didn't feel like filling the tray. Sure. Okay. I know that feeling. Like, oh, This way I can see, I open the freezer, I see the bag. When the bag gets down to a certain point, about a quarter left, I re-up. Never so you're never ice. running low on ice. I'm never, I am never going to be iceless. Never. That's 
I for what when, when I had my first job in radio, I was working making this will not surprise you, Tommy, almost no money. It was in a small town. I was working 14 days on, two days off. I think uh, my rent was like $200 a month for a furnished apartment. Wow. And that is, furnished apartment is eh, sounding much more posh than it really was. And I I didn't have a lot of discretionary income. So Thursday night was laundry night. I'd saved up my quarters, and I always would treat myself on laundry night to a tombstone pizza and a two-liter bottle of Big K Cola because I I couldn't afford, like, Coke or Pepsi. So I had to drink the generic. And I vowed to myself that I would rather never drink pop again if I couldn't buy brand-name pop. And now I really, I really don't drink too much pop anymore, but it was one of those, it's like ice. I've... I've reached a certain point in my life where a bag of ice is my little my little luxury. So that's just that. No more big K cola for me. Now a tombstone pizza I'm not I'm not averse to. Did you what when you were when you were a struggling college student, what what was your like go-to to treat yourself? And now that you're now that you're out in the workforce and stuff, you're like, well, I don't have to I don't have to eat that uh cheap stuff anymore i I have definitely slowed down on my quick trip food consumption since college (laughs) has been done i will full-on admit that i had two of them up in madison that were very close to my house i felt like i stopped there way too much and now there's not really too many in the milwaukee area you got to go out a little bit out of the way to get to one so definitely quick trip i'm always at that quick trip on ryan road I like that one. Yeah. Okay. Good I know coffee you're at about. Quick Trip. Great coffee at Quick Trip. Great coffee. I also I wouldn't say it's better than Speedway's coffee though. I'm a big fan of Speedway's coffee. I like theirs too. I'm, I love gas station coffee because uh, <laughs> thank you. The four four loves the ice talk. Probably being uh, facetious there, but listen, we all have our thing. Yeah, gas station. Most like Speedway, Quick Trip, they all have good coffee bars. That's another. So if you have to stop in the morning, or even you know a pick me up, you can add. I like that you can add the different syrups, the whole thing, and it's always crowded. Quick Trip also has a nice, uh, you know, nice donut. You got a nice donut. I, I also drink black coffee. So I mean, do you really? Oh yeah, I have for years. You are a man. See, that's what sets us apart. You are a man. I like a little cream in there. No, nothing. I, I sweeten it up. Oh, you boy, you could have been a cowboy. I was drinking they, black coffee. That's, that's how they do it. That's listen. You don't have cream out on the range when you're rustling cattle, when you're bringing the doggies in from a big drive. You don't have time to get cream. You don't have time to go to Taco Bell for breakfast. But other people are. A lot of people going to. I didn't even. This is on. Again, YouTube TV and Taco Bell breakfast. I am out of touch. Did you know Taco Bell was serving breakfast? Oh, Brian, you you got. I can't. You're killing me, man. That's like maybe the I'm best sorry. fast food I, breakfast there is. You know what? Based on that testimony and the fact that right now uh, their sales have jumped 9% in the fourth quarter of last year for Taco Bell breakfast, I've got to try it. But like I said, if the only time I drive through for breakfast is if, like if we're on a road trip, and then it's almost exclusively McDonald's, you know? Because they were, you know, they originated breakfast 
A bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit is my go-to. Uh, my wife likes it. Sometimes, but this is not really fast food breakfast, we'll go get a, a Panera breakfast sandwich. I didn't even know Taco Bell had breakfast. But they're saying, hey, we're doing so well because we hired Pete Davidson to do some commercials. That's got to be... That's got to be a first for a company to go, yeah, we hired Pete Davidson and things just took off for the better. So I get, what are they? What have you had there? Because I'm seeing breakfast burritos and egg stuffed quesadillas. Would that be, that be what you've had? No, the, the breakfast crunch the wrap, best, Tommy? the breakfast crunch wrap by far, best thing you can get maybe at fast food breakfast. I, I mean, I, I can't hate on that. They put like a great sauce in there. They put the hash brown in there. It's the best. All right, now I know you are a huge fan of Taco John. I'm a mediocre fan of so, Taco John's. Okay, I thought you and Justin had the same love of it. No, remember we disputed. And oh, you right. Were, yes. Okay. So You're I, right. I, okay. I, I, I was okay. indifferent about Taco John's. All right, so I'm seeing, I'm looking now, I see a lot of different burritos. Uh, I don't know, I don't see a crunch wrap. For Taco oh, what Bell? Is, so what is the crunch wrap? Yeah. Taco Bell this, uh, breakfast crunch wrap. It's the it, you know, like a crunch wrap you would get there. And then you can it's sausage, hash brown egg, some sauce in there. It's the best thing by far if you're gonna get something for breakfast there. Oh now I'm seeing it. All right, I went to a different Oh, so it's like it's kinda like a breakfast burrito, but is there a hard show what what gives it the crunch? The it, fact that they put it on the grill? It's like a it's more like the quesadilla, but it's folded over in a way that they All it's right. a shape like that. It's a burrito consistency with the shape of a quesadilla. Yeah, that's that's what it looks like. And I see they got a yeah, bacon, sausage, combos. They got the quesadilla, they got the burritos. And you're saying this is good. Like so if good. tomorrow morning I got a wild hair and I decided, all right, today's the day. I'm going to uh, try a cheesy toasted breakfast burrito. The crunch wrap. You want me to go with the crunch wrap? I'm telling you. I'm telling you the crunch wrap. Three thirty nine is not bad. It's the best. You thing. get the it's bacon or the sausage. I get the sausage. Sausage. All right. All right. Well, the the point of this is one. It's a it's a whole menu that I had no idea existed, which is shocking. To be quite honest, and it's 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 more shocking because my wife and daughter love Taco Bell with an unhealthy admiration. I think if it came down to me and Taco Bell, I may win out, but not until after some debate. So to hear that this is happening and to hear that they're doing so well, um, you know, they're. They've, their sales overall jumped 14% in the last quarter. As I mentioned, 9% for their uh, for their breakfast. So if you if you have to go, have you done Taco Bell or what is your go-to breakfast? I told you ours is usually um, McDonald's if, if we do it. I've never had, yeah, I can safely say I've never had breakfast from another fast food place. Like I've never had, I don't, does, uh, Burger King's and that like Dunkin' Donuts doesn't count because I had a donut, but I've never had a sandwich there. I've never had the qu sandwich from Burger King, if that's even still a thing. Uh, does Wendy's do breakfast? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. they do. They do. Also, okay. pretty good breakfast. I love, I love when I actually disgust you, Tommy. When, 
when I have, when I've completely been diminished in your eyes. It, it, might, the, be a, your, it oh, might be a knock seriously? on me for the amount of fast food I know about, but no, I, I should also, be aware of. I should be aware of what's out there. It's I I, have, I don't know if I've ever had Burger King breakfast, but Dunkin' Donuts I have had sandwiches, wraps from there too for breakfast. Very good breakfast as well. I, I think I'm more okay. impartial. I I'm more favored to breakfast. I like I like a nice breakfast. I like good breakfast burrito. But uh, I don't know. All right, so there there you go. Taco Bell. Uh, get over there, I guess, based on Tommy's recommendation. Now, how are we not getting all of these companies where we talk about their food to uh, sponsor this show? Taco Bell should be on the phone with sales right now. I, I will be as big as a house if we get a sponsorship for fast food. I for understand nights. that. But then... Then we start talking about how we need to lose weight, and then we get some health clubs oh, to okay. sign in, and uh, maybe like uh, one of those weight loss food programs. So we're going both ways. We're like speedballing Getting between free really lap healthy band food surgeries and surgeries out here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. be great. And I was talking like this. <laughs> and then after the surgery, our voices are clear again because we don't have eighteen pounds of cheese wedged in our throat. It's like uh, we, 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 the Spaceballs Pizza the Hut is what we look like. <laughs> yes. <after. laughs> so listen, uh, no matter what side of the food aisle you're on, healthy or unhealthy, you can contact sales. <laughs> We're your guys. We're your guys right here on WTMJ Nights. Gonna be left off the world. Oh, we love. Oh, that song came in from nowhere. I was waiting. Low key, then bang. Uh, texter from the 262 says we should be angling for a bourbon sponsorship too, Tommy. WTMJ Nights brought to you by Maker's Mark. Or we'll go Knob Hill. We'll go Buffalo Trace. I would go with a Maker's sponsor. That would be yeah, great. Maker's would be great. Anybody who wants to. Uh, if you watched a late, late show with James, uh, uh, what's his name? James Corden. It's, you know, he's retiring. They're not going to put another talk show in there. They're not. They're going to put a reboot of At Midnight which is a show produced by Stephen Colbert. It's like an improv game show. So that will be coming shortly. All right, speaking of what else will be coming shortly, the news. But we got to do this first on WTMJ. Heights. On the other side of the news, we will be talking about gambling. Super Bowl's, or the big game is coming up on Sunday. Tommy's itching to lose some money. Uh, we'll talk about that. James has a question that we will answer, and so much more. But now we have to go to the WTMJ Breaking News Center. Finn Askin is ready to go. It's coming up. Ain't it cool, but she's lying better than I do. We are here until 8 o'clock. And then after the news, it's Brewers Weekly with Dominic Catronio. Uh, James uh, sent in a question. Is it true the Walmart is closing on uh, March 10th at Silver Spring in Milwaukee? So I've been doing some digging, and yes, it was confirmed today by Alderman Mark Chambers' office that the Walmart on West Silver Spring Drive is going to be closing. Chambers calls it, quote-unquote, terrible news that stores in Timmerman Plaza. This according to a story in the journal Sentinel. So uh, it's infuriating, according to Chambers, uh, that such a massive, resource-rich, and wealthy Fortune 100 enterprise like Walmart cannot keep such an important location open. 
The move not only negatively impacts shoppers, pharmacy customers, and store workers, but I fear will only add to the food desert issues we are seeing in the area. So, yes, unfortunately, James, it will be uh, will be closing. We're, I'm looking again to see if there's an actual date in there. Uh, I don't happen to see a date, but it is closing. So unfortunately, that's true. You hate to see, hate to see any store close, especially when you know it's a, a big hub. Those those Walmart, uh, those Walmart supercenters, you get everything. Now I know a lot of people. I listen. I know there's a lot of people who have trouble with Walmart because of, uh, you know, salaries and things like that. Uh, as a consumer, and I, I I can't feel bad about it, as a consumer trying to save money, I do go there for certain things because you can get them cheaper. And in, at the end of the day, I got to save some uh, some money. All right. The big game is Sunday. I don't... I, I'm not sure the legality of saying Super Bowl. I think if we're not making money off it, we can say Super Bowl, but let's not let's not get in any trouble by saying Super Bowl too much because I don't want us saying Super Bowl to uh, have negatively affect anything here at the station. So we won't say Super Bowl Got anymore. It. No Super Bowl. Uh, we'll just no Super Bowl, Tommy. All right. How many time? How many memos do I have to send you? Uh, I got it. I got it now. No more Super Bowl. All right. No more Super Bowl. I faxed it to you all day, and the, regarding Super Bowl. And you said, oh, I can't say Super Bowl? I said, we shouldn't say Super Bowl, so let, let's not do it. Absolutely. I won't. The rest of the segment, All right. no. All right. Please don't say Super Bowl. Say big game. Yes. So you are you are excited. I am. Uh, it's Kansas City and Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Should be a good game. Hopefully. You know, it'll be fun. Uh, people, people very excited about it. I tend to be less invested in it. When it's teams that I don't really follow, but I, I'll I'll watch. Maybe I'll make some uh, some treats and hang out. But you know, the whole reason that the NFL puts out injury reports and stuff is so that we can do some betting. For and sure. the Super Bowl is crazy. I've already uh, and listen, you don't know. I'm in an undisclosed. Uh, you you can't find me. I've already put uh, bought some squares for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I have a so pool in- as well. I'm in 20 bucks, so I got to, you know. You know me, Tommy. I'm becoming more and more of a degenerate gambler. You, you gamble way Bowl more than I do, for sure. Between the lottery and, and the Super Bowl squares, absolutely. I'm about four years away from getting a really beat-up fedora and going and hanging out at the track. Right, yes. <laughs> just The dog with track, my that racing is. Form. Not, not the dog yeah, track, yep. ho- horse track. Maybe maybe high school track. No, I'd go college track. High school track would be creepy. Who's the guy over there handicapping our cross country team? Yeah, not a good look then. Probably, no, probably. Keep st- it. All right, I'll stay yes. away from that. Yes, we'll, we'll go there. Horse I mean, track, there dog is, track. There's a ton of stuff you can bet on. There's a ton of stuff you can bet on for the Super Bowl. When I when I talk about the Super Bowl, though, the prop bets are what always get me. That those yes. are those are so much fun. I'm not invested in either team so the prop bets are always the way to go with this stuff there's a whole bunch of stuff you can bet on from the classics like the coin toss that's able to be bet on now same odds by the way if you want to bet on heads or tails which makes sense on the coin toss minus 105 on both of them oh so it's it's pretty much nothing you're not making much money on the coin toss but it's a 50 50 shot of luck right there right so good on you to go for that bet. Right. Now, here's a fun one that involves the coin toss, though. There's a bet 
that you can bet uh, will either team win the coin toss and win the game, right? And oh, so with that, you would think uh, I, I don't know how you would perceive the odds, but yes is actually the underdog in this for both teams. It's at plus three hundred for the Chiefs, plus two fifty for the Eagles. That is because teams that have won the coin toss are twenty four and thirty two in Super Bowl history, including zero oh, and wow. eight in the last seven Super Bowls because of the uh, overtime in the last one too. So all right, the last. Seven Super Bowls. If they won the coin toss, they have lost the Super Bowl. That, that's absolutely. See now, wild I might stuff. bet. I might bet that. Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. What, three uh, three hundred to one. You said. Yep. Th- or plus three hundred. Plus three hundred. All right. And then, and, uh, cla- go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm always all right. So that means if I bet a dollar, I can win three hundred. Right. That means if you bet a hundred dollars, you'd win hundred dollars. Three hundred. Yes. All right. Three hundred to okay. one different than. Plus three hundred. Right, then plus three hundred. All Correct. right. Okay. Yep. And then there's the Gatorade color. Here are the three colors: orange, yellow slash green, water, blue, red, purple, or no Gatorade. This is all in the Gatorade bath. Is when you figure it out. Last time the Chiefs won, yeah. it was orange. So orange is the favorite right now, followed by the in descending order from what I said: yellow, water, blue, red, purple, no Gatorade. All right, I'd I'd go with the favorite. What's the odds on that favorite? Not too you're orange not plus two fifty again. So just about the same okay. odds as if they win the coin toss uh, as well. Okay. Another fun one uh, is the celebrities that will appear at there, and I yeah. actually really really love one of these odds on this one. If you were gonna make any of these bets from this segment that we do, this is the one Tommy's I think picks. you got to do. This is this is the one. Okay, so. Uh, Super Bowl prop bet for celebrities shown during the broadcast, right? So right now, Joe Biden is the big favorite. He does a pregame speech, apparently, uh, that'll be on there. So you know he'll get mentioned. There's also a bet on whether or not his speech will be over under four and a half minutes, however you're feeling on that. Um, But my favorite one, a lot of minus favorites. Uh, or which is not making a lot of money. If it's minus five hundred for Joe Biden, you got to bet five hundred dollars to win one hundred dollars. So it's not really worth Ugh. it. Yeah. Um, but one of my favorites on here at plus one twenty five or plus one twenty is Rob McElhenney. Do you know who Rob McElhenney is? He is. Yes, he's from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He and Ryan Reynolds own a. a f- Soccer team, yes, yes, in the UK, yes. That um, Rob McElhenney, he's on a show called Vision Quest. Yes, I think it's almost guaranteed he will be showed. And huge Philadelphia guy. Every time, last time the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they made a whole episode on it. On it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. And for plus odds on it, I think it's a good call. Mark Wahlberg, same odds as him too. So if you're feeling any different on that, both Philly guys. So. Those are my two favorites. There's another one on how long the national anthem will be. So that's always a big one. This year, it is Chris Stapleton. Oh, yes, like Chris Stapleton. Yes, and on top of that, the odds are right around two minutes. All the ones I've seen, so it's like 124 seconds to 127 seconds. The I, I think these are skewed quite a bit because. There is a list of the previous people to all have sang the national anthem and what their times are with it. And okay. by far, a majority are usually under two minutes. The only one 
I don't know if you have a guess for this, for the longest national anthem since 1991, but... Um, since 1991? Yeah, that's a long range. I believe it was Whitney Houston. It is not Whitney Houston. It is not. Was it Adele? Dom, do you have a guess for it? Dom's looking like he might have a guess. He just popped oh, in the Dom studio. Oh, Dom might have a guess. What Come are you thinking, in, Dom? Dom? The answer is Alicia Keys, it right? It's Alicia Keys, and it's not even really? close. Yes, I mean, it's like 30 seconds wow. longer, like two and a half minutes, and she is really skewed the whole thing. I would wow. nail the under on that as well, too. Dom is screaming, nail the under on that. I, yeah, you have to, because Chris Stapleton isn't, he's not looking to, uh, you know, jump octaves and go uh, go crazy. Right. You he's can just also looking to sing it, uh, sing it straight with a little twang. You can also bet on the color of his hat that he will wear to the Super Bowl as well, too. Primary color being black is the favorite against the field. So if he wears anything other than a black hat, you'll win a bet on it, too. Wow! Yeah, I, See, I was gonna go with like a the the natural straw kind of dirty dirty straw. Look. Okay, I like that. I like that. You could see something like that. Th- these yeah. are yeah, these are so much fun to me. I'm gonna be doing a whole thing with it. Um, I'm sure tomorrow. Uh, I I love it. I think it's super fun. They also got who you're gonna show any dr- scoring drives that will be shorter than the national anthem. That's a thing you can bet on from it. So there there's a whole thing. Even can bet on. If he will mess up the national anthem, any words omitted in the national anthem plus one thousand. If he messes up the national anthem, really versus minus three thousand thirty. If he does not mess up the anthem, so every three thousand and thirty dollars you place, he'll win a hundred dollars. Who's who's gonna make that bet? That, I don't that's, know. Someone's that's got the way true too much money. Degenerate. Way too much money. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. no. All right, you don't even make that bet. What about uh, do they? Then you get into some of the uh, some of the game stuff. You've got the. Is there going to be a uh, run or punt return, a kick return for a touchdown? All those kind of game bets. Yep, there is stuff on that as well too. Uh, I know a big one that people are excited about is over on one and a half rushing touchdowns for the Eagles team. That's obviously okay. a massive running team. A lot of their offense this year was through that. That's one that's getting hammered right now. You can even, in the Super Bowl MVP MVP speech, who or what will be mentioned first, with the favorite being your team slash teammates, followed by city, followed by God, followed by family, coaches, then the team owner. Hmm. Boy, this is a lot. How much much you uh, looking to drop tomorrow when you place these bets? I don't know, but a couple, couple grand. Oh no, I wouldn't do anything that crazy. <laughs> but I mean, they don't pay me the Brian Noonan bucks. <laughs> You're lucky. Uh, are you going to take Dom's advice? Are you going to hammer that hammer that under? I, I think that's a very fair bet. Like I said, if you look at all of them, uh, I just had it right here. Let me see if I can get back to it. It's not even close. Alicia Keys has swayed everyone to think that national anthems take a long time. She is yeah. by far the longest national anthem by uh, over thir- I think it was over 30 seconds. Wow. All right. Those are always those are fun. I like uh I like that. I usually like the you know, the Gatorade one is a, is an easy one. I would go with the favorite on that like you said since they did orange last time unless listen, unless uh, big Gatorade has uh, somebody on the payroll in the equipment department of the Chiefs, and is like, listen, you guys, uh, you guys are the favorites this year. We got to do green because uh, let's just say I got a little uh, difficulty. Well, I mean, if I don't so, know the last color when Philly won, but 
Green would probably be a fair bet for them, right? Green would make sense for Philly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, I. That's all I would bet on. Now I got to go back to this Joe Biden one real quick before we take a break. Were you saying that he was going to be there, or just that they would show him and mention him? So it is shown on the broadcast. That is okay. Just shown yes. on the broadcast. So because he made, I assume he that started would be last TV. night. Right. Yeah, because he made a point last night of saying he couldn't go. That is why that the first lady was going instead. Unless he was just trying to seem more, you know, man of the people. That, that might have been one of those jokes Bowl. that didn't hit yesterday. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, if you, uh, my brothers, two of my brothers went the last time the Bears were in the Super Bowl when it was in Miami and it rained and rained. Right. Um, I don't know if that would be a fun game to go to. I mean, the the spectacle of being at the Super Bowl would be kind of cool. But from what from what I've heard and from people who have been to Super Bowls and reports, it's mostly corporate. So the actual fans of the two teams that are playing, there aren't that many people. It's not like going to a regular season game or even a playoff game. This is all this is all corporate. But saying that, I'm just maybe it's just sour grapes. I I would have to go to a Super Bowl if offered the opportunity. I, I would absolutely. I will make it to one of them hopefully in my life. That is on a bucket list. Uh, my grandfather went to like the first twenty of them when they were cheap enough. So really, yeah, yeah, he That's went to, very cool. Went to a lot of them. So. Yeah, kudos to him. I got to get to one of them. I'll get to one of them. So it's in your blood. You'll get there, Tommy. You got it in you. All right, we got to take a break. Then there's more. It's WTMJ. We got some confirmation. James was uh, asking about the Walmart closing. It is uh, closing on March 10th. So that is uh, when it is closing. People loving Tommy. Your gambling picks are getting a lot of love. On the text line, uh, Doug I'm says you sound just like him when he was twenty. Any money you lose over the next weekend, that's not yeah, on me. You got to throw that disclaimer out. Yeah, not paid to do this, Tommy's, but could be. You know, right? Could be paid. Uh, you're following his advice at your own risk, so have at it. You know, but don't call us next Monday saying that you don't have any money, because next Monday we're going to be all excited because pitchers and catchers report the Brewers will be in Phoenix. Dom Catronio is here. He's got Brewers Weekly coming up after 8 o'clock. This has got to be a great time of year for you, Dom, as you're like, you're getting ready. Spring training right around the corner. I tell you, today kind of threw me off because it did feel like a fake spring day. You know, it was 45 degrees. I hit the range today. And then, you know, tomorrow it's going to be back to, you know, Winter. <laughs> we got snow coming this uh, weekend. Looking at the yeah, weather, you forgot you forgot where you were living. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Lucky. But I mean, already looking at the extended <laughs> forecast, I'll be back home Saturday. For those who don't know, I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, so uh, I'll be oh, back nice. back home. I know the land very well. I purposely chose to skip this week for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm excited. It's always great. It's also nice to have a normal spring training. 2020 COVID. 2021, no one knew what the heck was going on. 2022, lockout. So here we are, World Baseball Classic and all, ready to go. So as as we're coming in, there's pitchers and catchers report Monday. Position players report on the 16th. Who should who should Brewers fans be looking for at at the start of spring training? Going, oh, these are some uh, some new guys coming in that are worth note. There aren't many position battles, you know, traditional like, hey, the job's wide open. 
They are trying right. to figure out what's going on at second base uh, with Colton Wong being traded. You have what feels like five guys that can play the position. Will Owen Miller, local kid, uh, Ozaki High, will he be on the team? He was acquired in a trade from Cleveland. Uh, Abraham Toro, also acquired in that Wong trade, will he be in the in the fold? Do you bring up the kid, Bryce Terang, who's been one of the top prospects in the Brewers for a long time? Or do you just put Luis Arias over there at second base and bring in the new guy, Brian Anderson? No, not that Brian Anderson, over at third base. <laughs> So uh, this is, and this all shakes out, and people will be watching from day one. When's the first? When's the first spring training game? If I'm not mistaken, it is the 24th. It's the last Saturday in February. Uh, I, I'm kind of working uh, on days be... of the week at this point. So the 25th, the 25th. Okay. That's uh, the 25th. Yeah, at home. Uh, I believe we will have it on WTMJ. We're still finalizing things on that, so don't quote yeah. me on that. We're gonna have a lot of the games. We will have the large will, majority yeah, of the games here on WTMJ. We will be carrying a lot of the games. Um, but All right, so great. these first few weeks, Dom, when when the players come in and you you guys are there from the press, it's not like the old days where guys come in out of shape and they have to spend the first couple of weeks getting in shape. These guys are ready all year round. So what what's it like to be covering the team in these first few weeks? It's got to be vastly different from covering them as the season goes on. Quite frankly, it's especially weird this year with the World Baseball Classic uh, because guys like Roddy Telez and Luis Arias they're already in camp right now and getting ready to leave. They will leave at the end of the month to go join Team Mexico and Devin Williams also for Team USA. Uh, there's That's going to be a little odd, but the first week, uh, Adam McCalvey does a really good job at this MLB.com writer saying, uh, you know, he's acron- acronymed, uh, if you can make that a verb, the best shape of my yeah. life. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm in the best shape of my life. <laughs> you hear that ad nauseum for the next two weeks. And I'm like, just cut the crap. Let's let's. You're a professional athlete. Yeah. Of course, you're in the best shape of your life. <laughs> you better be. Yeah. They're paying you a lot of money to be in shape. Well, Dom, it's great to talk to you. We'll be listening after 8 o'clock for Brewers Weekly, and then as the season goes on, thanks to everybody for listening and being part of the show. Tommy, thanks as always. We will see how your bets pan out when you and I are back together on Monday. Uh, but I will be back with you tomorrow night at 6. We'll talk to you then. Have a great night. It's WTMJ.